Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we continue on our birth stories for the summer series. Chantal Shellstad shares the impact that having a cesarean birth due to a breech presentation had on her psyche, her ensuing struggle with postpartum mood anxiety for years to follow, and how preparation and determination were key in finally having the VBAC she wanted. Stay tuned. This episode of Birthful is brought to you by Natural Breastfeeding and their free quick start video. Created by breastfeeding experts Dr. Teresa Nesbitt and Nancy Moorbacher, this video will show you what you need to know to get started with natural breastfeeding. Go watch it at naturalbreastfeeding.com. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Mamas and Mamas-to-be. Thank you, as always, for all the love you give the show, the messages you sent me, your support on Patreon.com, telling your friends about the show. I truly love and appreciate it all. And if you haven't done it yet, please consider leaving a review in iTunes, even if that's not how you usually listen to the podcast, because it really helps. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So last week was the birth of my birth, part, birth partner's ultimate labor support toolkit. Yay! And I can't tell you how thrilled I am about the feedback. I mean, I'm obviously super happy and proud of the toolkit because I truly know that it can make an immense difference in how your partner supports you during birth. But it's a whole different experience to receive messages confirming this from complete strangers. For example, Sarah, who is, well, now no longer a stranger and has a special place in my heart. Now she does. She sent me a message saying, As soon as I heard about the toolkit, I knew it would be the perfect compliment for my husband. I know he wants to be involved and supportive, but is not interested in listening to the hours of podcasts that I enjoy for the fun of it. I just completed my purchase and I have to say I am in tears, joyous tears. I think this is going to be the perfect thing for him. Thank you again. I can only imagine all of the partners out there who just let out a sigh of relief. Sarah, how fantastic is that? As you all would imagine, reading her message made me tear up. And get this, it turns out that Sarah is not pregnant yet. She's bought it because she's getting her ducks in a row and finding the information and getting prepared. So, Sarah, thank you so, so much for this. I hope that everything goes smoothly for you and your husband in the near future and that maybe next summer you come on the show to tell us about your birth story or whenever it happens. I would really love to hear it. And if you, Mighty Mamas, want to check out the Birth Partners Ultimate Labor Support Toolkit that brought about Sarah's tears of joy, then go to birthful.com slash toolkit. And get this, because Sarah's message put me over the moon and also because I want all of you to experience her happiness, I just set up a special discount code for $10 off the toolkit for all of you listeners that are right now listening to this po this episode for you to take advantage of. So all you have to do is enter the phrase, thanks, Sarah, 
So you're going to thank Sarah, right? Thank Sarah and put it all in one word without any spaces with uppercase T for thanks and uppercase, uppercase S for Sarah. So that's thank Sarah. And Sarah is spelled S-A-R-A-H. So you can thank Sarah for your $10 off coupon code. And use it at birthfall.com slash toolkit. All right. So getting back to the show, today's story comes from Chantal Shellstad, who is here to share her cesarean story and also talk about the VBAC that followed it. And she's got quite a unique perspective, so I can't wait for you guys to hear all about it. Chantal, welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you wanted to share your stories and having you on the show. This is great. Yeah, I love birth stories and I love sharing mine, so I'm I'm excited to tell everyone. Fantastic, fantastic. So you explain to the listeners why your perspective is so unique. You're kind of giving birth in different places of the globe. Yeah, uh, well, we're a military family. Uh, my husband's in the Army. Uh, he's been in for, I guess, almost eight and a half years, and uh, we've lived... I think four different places. Um, my daughter was born um, at our first duty station in Hawaii, and um, we are actually currently living in South Korea, and that's where my son was born. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah, those are, I'm sure, very two different perspectives. Um, he was. Yeah. So, but let's go back to before your daughter was born. Sure. When you were pregnant, what were your... Th- feelings about birth and what were you thinking you wanted to have and how were you preparing what was going through your mind then sure um well I didn't really know much about birth then um I mean only stories from my mom um she had had four births one with an epidural three natural they were all very quick very sensationalized stories and that's all I really knew about birth uh but I just I kind of went into it thinking, well, I'm going to get an epidural. I mean, that's what everyone did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was actually my husband who kind of put the idea of a natural birth in my head. He was, <laughs> he he said, no, you're not getting an epidural. And, <laughs> um, I uh, I thought he was crazy. Cause, uh-huh. um, what kind of he he wasn't the one giving birth, so what did he know? Uh, but I was I was um how far I was about halfway through my pregnancy. And uh, I was watching a TV show, and someone mentioned uh, the Bradley method. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, huh, I'm going to look that up. So I looked it up, and it was, um, I, I'm sure you've mentioned it before, but it's kind of a husband-coached, natural birthing kind of method for giving birth. And I was intrigued, and I knew my husband really wanted me to have a natural birth. So I was like, all right, I'll start looking into it. And we found a class nearby. Oh, cool. Um, so... Um, I went into it and fell in love with the uh, with birth, with everything that had to do with birth. Um, I kind of just absorbed it and soaked it in. And I decided, yep, that's what I want to do. I'm going to have a natural birth. And he was excited. And I was like, let's do this. Um, and so we kind of came out of those classes really confident about everything. Uh, we were still going to a hospital, a military hospital um, on Hawaii. And... Uh, um, but they had a midwife program there, so it was a little more natural um, mm-hmm. leaning for that. And uh, but around thirty at my thirty nine week appointment, we found out my daughter was breech. 
Um, was this the first time that they've seen her breach? Is she something, did you feel her flip or was was she always breach and they didn't quite check before? I think the last one. So uh, the whole pregnancy, my, my whole family has a history of breach babies. So I was, I had a concern the whole pregnancy that I was going to have a breach baby. Just one of those kind of underlying fears. Mm. Um and because my mom had two breech babies, she was born breech. My grandmother had two breech babies. It's kind of his family history. And uh, I don't know. I just, it was one of my fears. And so, um, but so I had them check me, but they were just, they weren't doing ultrasounds. The midwives were just feeling my belly for positioning. And they're like, yeah, she's head down, baby's head down. Um, but at 39 weeks, they um, they were checking dilation. And then the midwife was like, uh, that's not a head that she felt. Um, and, and so they did an ultrasound yet. My daughter was breech. And in hindsight, like four and a half years later, I think she was always breech. Mm. We, just, we just, we didn't know just the way that I, my recollection of the pregnancy. Um, gotcha. but, so that history that you had and that, that inkling was your gut was right. Yes. Yeah. I think she was just, just kind of in that position she had her head up in my right rib um and then her back kind of on the right side and she was just kind of she and well when they did the ultrasound they found she had one leg up and one leg down so she was only she was partial footling mm-hmm. um kind of wedged in there and uh so they the midwife um side kind of shuffled me to the ob side of the um office and they wanted me to schedule a c-section right away because I was 39 weeks, and that's usually when they did them. Um, and we said, nope, no thanks. <laughs> and, uh-huh. um, because, again, with thinking of my family history, a lot of our breech babies turned, like, the day before labor or during labor. And so, and I knew from my research that babies could turn last minute. And I was, I wanted to kind of give her a chance sure. to turn. And I also, I didn't want, I didn't wanted her to pick her birth date. I wanted the baby to be ready. Um, developmentally and everything. Um, so they were kind of upset with us, but we, we uh, went ahead with our plans and um, started doing a lot of stuff to try to get her to turn. So what um, were those things that you did? Everything we could think of. So we, <laughs> uh, we did acupuncture. Uh-huh. Um, I was seeing a chiropractor regularly and we continued doing that. Um, so we had tried to have him kind of do some, the Webster technique. Um, and, uh, what else we do? We, um, I, my friend had an inversion table, so I hung upside down for a while. Um, I was, uh, doing hot and cold packs. I was playing music to, to try to get her to turn. And even, we even went to the pool and did handstands. Mm-hmm. I was hu- hugely pregnant. I probably looked ridiculous, but I was doing, um, handstands in the pool with my husband holding my legs <laughs> just do anything to get her to flip. Um, we, we did everything but an external um, cephalic version because I just wasn't comfortable with that, um, especially how far we were. Um, but she she wouldn't budge. She was just just wedged in there. Okay. Um, that, that was just how she was. So uh, my due date came and still nothing. And uh, I talked to a really good doctor and he said, you should schedule a C-section by 41 weeks, which I thought was pretty supportive. And I was like, okay. Um, so I had to decide. And the next day, um, 
I'll, I made the decision, okay, I'll, I'll schedule it at 41 weeks, but then I went into labor, so I didn't have to um, call them. Right, and she, she got to pick her the day she was ready to come. Yes, which we were happy about. So I was really in just early labor. Um, contractions only like eight to ten minutes. It's very simple, but I knew I was in labor. Um, so I kind of puttered around the house for all day. It started at 7 a.m., and by 7 p.m., we're like, all right, let's just go to the hospital. We kind of accepted our fate. Um, and we got there. They were kind of mad because I had just eaten dinner. But I, I knew it was going to be a while before I could eat again. So um, so I had to wait for my um, for the operating room to open and for my food to settle. And uh, so we got there around 7 p.m. And then um, just waited. They told us to rest, but we couldn't really rest because they kept coming and checking on us. Um, and then they wheeled me back right after well, – like right after 12:30 so it was probably like 12:45 in the morning and uh she was born at 1:05 a.m. 2 days after her due date mm-hmm. and uh by C-section there was a uh, no one on the island who would deliver a breech baby we we looked um, right cuz you were in Hawaii mm-hmm. yes yeah and so we were kind of limited in our choices um and so yeah we consented to a C-section at that point so yeah and it's pretty i i mean hawaii i i can understand that but but even in the in continental united states it's rare the physician that'll say yes we'll do a breach yes yeah exactly so um i was disappointed um and just i don't know in in my choice it was kind of limited in what i could do you know i was i was pretty sad and and it obviously went completely different than what i had planned cuz i'm <laughs> going from a planned a natural birth to a uh, elective c-section it was kind of it was rough so yeah um, i mean you were saying you went from i want to get the epidural and then no i don't want anything to now we're going into the r yes exactly and it was um it was it was hard and i mean i had postpartum depression and anxiety and ocd that triggered afterwards from it um and just I mean, it took me a good two years to process the birth. Um, what the were some... So was it that the recovery made it extra difficult? Or were you just sort of regretful and, and, and repro- having a hard time processing the, the birth experience? Or what, what do you think contributed to these the mood disorders that you were having? Um. It was a lot of things. I think it was um, the fact that, I mean, I kind of had it in my mind how it was going to be, and it completely changed. Um, the fact that I was kind of pigeonholed into this this birth that I just didn't have the options, you know, and I was very upset about that because I just, I was just kind of stuck that way. Um, and and the birth itself, I mean, I I don't remember much of it, like. They gave me, I had to take some, um, they gave me some anxiety medicines in my um, IV because I was just really having a rough time in the OR. I don't remember seeing her until I was in recovery, even though I know I know they showed her to me. Um, I don't remember my husband being there. I don't I really like, mm. it's like I have like no memory of it really. I have like snippets and it just, and it kind of like would throw me into a panic for the first couple years. It took me a while to, to kind of be comfortable with it. And, uh, and I mean, I couldn't 
touched where the scar was for a year. It just, I wasn't comfortable with that spot. And I don't know, like the C-section itself was, was perfect. Like it, there was nothing wrong with it. There was no emergency. It went, it went how it should have gone. I have like, if you look at my scar, it's, it looks great compared to other people's. Like it's, it's the picture perfect C-section, but Mm -hmm. it's still, I don't know, emotionally and mentally kind of uh, affected me. Yeah. What are some of the things that you did to help you heal from that? Um, I, well, I wrote, I had a, uh, a blog at the time, so I had, I just did a lot of processing that way and would write my thoughts and what really kind of bothered me about certain things. Um, and I talked to people and, um, her birth actually launched me into the whole birth world and I decided to become a doula, um, because I wanted to help others, not just, not just avoid C-sections, but help them help them get a, a good birth, no matter what kind of birth they were going to have. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to be there, um, and just support them and be there for information and research. Um, and then I, I started, uh, a local, um, ICANN chapter, which is the International Cesarean Awareness Network, um, here in Seoul. And, uh, that was kind of, that, that helped me just to, just to get the information and to spread um, knowledge about VBACs and about cesareans and everything. I think a lot of that was helping with my healing from her birth. Sure. How quick, so you were in Hawaii. How yes. soon after that were you trans, were you guys transferred to Seoul? Uh, well, we left Hawaii when my daughter was only eight weeks old. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So she was <laughs> Wait a second. And, yeah. <laughs> that uh, can she, contribute too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, and she was, She's still, she's very spirited. So we had, I had a difficult time my first year with her. She didn't sleep either. Um, I still don't think she sleeps. (laughs) But uh, um, yeah, so like six weeks after she was born, we moved out of our house. Um, And then eight weeks after we left Hawaii and we moved to Alabama for um, almost, I guess it was just over a year and a half, almost two years um, for my husband to attend flight school. Um, and then we left Alabama. So she was just under two years old, like two weeks before her second birthday, we, uh, flew to Korea and then, uh, we've been here for almost three years. Mm-hmm. So there was, I mean, it wasn't just the, the processing of a hard birth and, and, and that situation, but also you had a lot of things going on during those first few months, you know, the sort of that fourth trimester that, yes. yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot, yeah. Chantal. Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so I decided that with my next birth, I was going to do everything right um, and just learn from my experience. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I think I did because I, I don't know, the recovery was much better. Cool. And, so, yeah. so let's go to that, that headspace sure. of when, before you're, you know, when you're pregnant with your son. And so, what are the things that you did different in, in terms of preparation for this? new birth sure um well I was uh, determined to do everything possible to not have a breech baby so I um I started doing um some spinning babies exercises mm-hmm. um there's they have some stretching and um just different exercises to do and so I would do those every night to just optimize my my 
pelvic region and everything to kind of keep everything loose. Um, I feel like I did more walks. I really focus on my positioning, making sure I sat up straight and um, really just kind of gave him extra room to be head down. Um, but I also was proactive and found a provider here who would deliver breech babies. So Ah, just if, in if, case. Yes, if it did come to that, um, I had actually attended a breech birth as a doula uh, with this doctor. And so I had seen her do it and knew that um, that she could and I was comfortable with it and um, she was comfortable with it um, just in case. Didn't come to that, but um, I was I was happy in case it did. She was she was good with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually had him at a birth center here. Um, it's a little more natural leaning. I didn't want to go back to the military hospital. Um, and I'm really happy with that that decision. Um, yeah. Fantastic. So did and did you continue doing chiropractic care and acupuncture, or were you just focusing with the spinning babies? I just did spinning babies because I didn't really have a, a chiropractor here that I was comfortable with. Um, and one that was trained in the Webster technique. It's not as popular here. Okay. Um, and then uh, I could have done acupuncture, but I didn't really pursue it because I really only did that with my daughter at the end when I found out she was breech. Um, I didn't really feel the need to this time. Mm-hmm. And and I was fine with that. I just I tried to do it all on my own and made sure I, I focused on my health too and made sure I ate better than I did with my daughter and exercised and um, – just did a little bit more. I, was, I focused more on it. Just instead of letting it kind of just be what it was, mm-hmm. I I took it. I was an active participant in there the pregnancy. There you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, pregnancy is like super, 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 super early labor. So yeah. stuff yeah. you do <laughs> during pregnancy, during that early, extra early labor can help make things better at the end. It can. Yeah. 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 And I feel like maybe I got a little obsessive about it, but I don't know. I think it was just, it kind of gave me something to focus on and to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I was pretty, I was, I was, I was happy with it. And, and he was head down early and he stayed that way. Kind of wedged you, himself in there. Do you find <laughs> that doing these things was also helping, help to, helping to lessen your anxiety? Yeah, I think it did. I was, I was, I felt very calm in the, his pregnancy. I just was okay. confident. I walked into the uh, birth center and there was no talk about C-sections. It was, I am going to have a V-back and it is going to be a natural birth and it is going to be what it is. Um, and yeah, I had a few like little anxiety moments and I wrote it down. And I let it go. Um, I feel like I was much more confident with him. It just and, and it helped being a doula too because I knew a lot of information way more than I did with my daughter, um, and well, I also yeah right and uh, and you were also the you said you were the leader of the ICANN chapter in Seoul or yes. yeah, yeah so so you were not only just had better knowledge of birth in general but also very specifically to VBACs which was your goal yes yeah yeah exactly super um, and awesome I, knew, I was just confident in it because I knew the risks and the benefits and everything and it just. Um, I wasn't worried. I was just, I felt, I was very calm about it. How awesome. Yeah. So before, I'm, I'm, obviously we're going to jump in to talk about the birth of your son and your V-back. Sure. But before we do that, we're going to have to take a quick break and we'll be right back. 
Research tells us that 92% of new moms report significant problems with breastfeeding within the first week and that common problems include nipple pain, milk production, and latching. Let me tell you, nipple pain sucks. It is no fun at all. And the thing is that it only takes a couple of badly latched breastfeeding sessions for your nipples to become unnecessarily damaged. Do yourself a favor and go watch Dr. Teresa Nesbitt and Nancy Moorbacher's free quick start video that gives you everything, everything you need to know to get started with natural breastfeeding. I have seen these techniques work time and time again since this is what I teach my doula clients. And it's also super comfortable to do. I'm telling you, your back will not hurt from breastfeeding if you use these techniques. So go do it. Go watch the quick start video to natural breastfeeding at naturalbreastfeeding.com. And we are back from the break and we are talking to, or I am talking to, Chantal Shellstad, who is telling us about her birth stories. And we are getting started with birth story number two of her son. And so she's in Seoul, Korea and is going for VBAC. And so this time around, how did you know you were in labor and how far along were you when that started? Well, that's funny because I, I swore the whole pregnancy that he would come early and uh, it was going to be a fast labor. Um, and just, I was so wrong. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, my, my due date came and it passed and then another week. And I, I didn't give birth until uh, 41 weeks, one day. So eight days past my due date. Um, she was just comfy in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, I actually... So I was due on a Saturday, and so the next Friday came, and I woke up around 2 a.m. feeling contractions, and I'm like, finally, this is it. <laughs> and uh, so we like, I mean, I, it was early, so I was like eight minutes apart. I started timing them. They're about a, a minute long, and they weren't that bad, but, you know, they would kind of wake me up a bit, so I was, got really excited. Um, I didn't tell my husband until he woke up. I let him sleep because I tried to doze too, and uh, – he's he's like okay so he went to work for a few hours and came back because you know we were sure this is today it was gonna be friday we were gonna have this baby uh we sent my daughter to a friend's house for the night uh as, just in case i was gonna give birth at night um and the day went on and the contractions were still like eight to ten minutes apart a minute long manageable really not that bad i didn't really have to breathe through them i didn't really have to do anything i just felt them um, and the whole day passed and then we went to bed and <laughs> all night it was eight to 10 minutes apart. Oh no. One minute long. So I was kind of sleeping and kind of not off and on. Did and were you, like, did you manage to get any sleep at all? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't like, it wasn't terrible. So sometimes they would wake me up, um, but not all the time. So that was, I was happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, I mean, then we woke up in the morning and, um, nothing was going on. So we went to the, um, the birth center so that they could just check me. Um, and I was like, I was four centimeters, I think. Yeah. And she actually did a membrane sweep, um, just to see if that would kind of help. And, uh, we did a non-stress test and everything was looking good and the baby was looking good and I was still contracting, but it was still the same as the day before. It was about eight to 10 minutes apart and, um, not really changing intensity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
So we went home and we went on walks and we relaxed and um, my daughter was still at my friend's house and um, that actually caused me a little bit of anxiety. You know, the pregnancy and labor hormones, um, it was just, I was, I was feeling sad that she wasn't there because I was like, this baby's never coming and now my daughter's gone and I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck here and I, my husband's like, I can go get her. But I was like, but what if the baby comes and then we have to rush her off somewhere else and she's having fun at my friend, at her friend's house. So we'll, we'll leave her. So he's like, okay. Except I cried that night because I missed her. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing happened. And my dual is like telling me, you need to walk, you need to do this and that because uh, we knew he was um, ROA. Um, so he, his back was on my right side, whereas you know, it's, it's the optimal position is the baby's back on the left side. Right. Ideally. Um, Yeah. Yes. So we had a thought that he was trying to turn. That was why it was taking so long because he was stuck kind of on the right side and he needed to turn all the way to the left side. Um, so we were kind of doing, we were just walking and then, uh, I was doing some belly lifts, trying to, trying Mm -hmm. to get him to turn and give him some room. Um, but again, I went to bed and same thing all night, eight to ten minutes apart, <laughs> one minute long, and nothing was happening. I still kind of slept, and then I woke up, and I was like, off and on. Um, and I woke up in the morning, and I was like, this baby's never coming. Oh. He's never coming. And uh, <laughs> let's go let's go to the water park. And my husband's like, um, I don't know if that's a good idea. And I, was, <laughs> I said, uh, I don't know, I was I don't know. I was in, you know, a different world. And I was like, we'll just start getting ready to go to the water park. Go get, go get Penny. He went to get our daughter. Um, cause I was still feeling a lot of anxiety about not her not being around. Um, so he, what time was it? It was about 10 AM and he came home with her. Uh, and she was, she thought he was, the baby was there already. So she was excited, but <laughs> he was, he was not there. Um, and, uh, she came in and we decided to go on a walk out to, um, get a donut. I think we went to Dunkin' Donuts. Um, and on that walk out, uh, things started picking up and I attributed a lot of that to my daughter being there. And I think my anxiety about her being gone, Mm -hmm. um, was stalling some things, uh, because as soon as she was here, the contractions picked up and they started getting more intense and a little bit closer together. They were like six to eight minutes apart. Um, so we walked out to get a donut and it was like lunchtime. We came back and at that point I was actually having to stop and breathe through them. Um, and then I was like, Oh, maybe the baby's coming today. It was Sunday at this point. Um, and so right after lunch, it was like one in the afternoon. I told my husband that maybe we should start thinking about bringing my daughter to some another friend's house um, and going to the birth center. He's like, okay, so we're kind of taking our time. And uh, I around was it one thirty? I lost my mucus plug, and me and my doula were like, yay, finally! <laughs> oh, and, and you and, did have a doula for this one? Yes, I did. Oh, it cool. was actually one of my one of my doula friends um, who had I had worked with, and um, I wanted her there. And so I'm actually, we're both super grateful she was there. Um, and so, yeah, one thirty, the, um, my mucus plug, I lost it. And that's when it like 
that's when active labor started. It was like that I lost that and and that's when things started picking up. They started coming closer together, like four to five minutes apart, and they're still a minute long, but they're super intense and I'm having to lean over the table and breathe through them. And so I sent my husband to my neighbor's house with my daughter and uh to bring her and at, while he's gone, I'm kind of freaking out because I'm like, this is like really, this is really picking up. And what, what if I have the baby right here by myself? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, he came back and um, I was like, we need to go. Like, just grab everything. Let's go. And uh, so it was, it was probably around three o'clock. So it was one thirty to three o'clock. Uh, it was kind of, that's when it really picked up. And then three o'clock, Thank goodness it was a Sunday because there was no traffic. Because usually the traffic here is terrible. Um, because I'm, he's like rushing to the birth center, and we're about half an hour away. Um, and I'm like gripping the handle and just kind of just in one position. And that's all I could do, and uh, um, just breathing through them and moaning when I have to. And uh, we get there at three forty-five, and my doula is already there, and so we go upstairs to the birth center and they bring us to the room and my doula starts, uh, Oh, they check me first and I'm still four centimeters. Um, but I'm, I don't know. It was, it was way more intense. So I, I wasn't really uh, focusing on, uh, what I was, you know? And that's just a snapshot really. Like it, just it really you, is. Yeah. 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 So it was like four o'clock and I was four centimeters and the, my doula had me doing, um, some sideline releases cause my son was still, kind of he's probably more posterior at this point we couldn't really tell but he was turning um but I did some sideline releases and they were terrible because I wanted to get up and move and then we did some uh, uh she did some with the rebozo some belly lifts when uh-huh. I was on my hands and knees and that was terrible because I wanted to get up instead of the sifting like, yeah yeah yes yeah but I was like okay we're gonna do it because we're gonna she's cute my doula was determined to get him in the right position and I was too and I was like let's do this and, uh, um, yeah, I guess, what? cause this, you know, it's all fog at this point. So, uh, we got there around three forty-five, and we did this for about an hour or an hour and a half. And, um, and then I was standing up and I started really feeling the urge to push. And, uh, and I guess, I don't know, it kind of went really fast at that point. And so it was, I pushed for about an hour. I was, I got on the bed because I wanted to check what I was first. Um, and it took me only like an hour and a half to get to 10 centimeters from the four. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, because he, as soon as he was in the right position, I just dilated and then he was coming. Uh, and so I started pushing. I was on my side in the bed. They had me um, on oxygen because the baby, um, we actually knew from an ultrasound, he had the cord around his neck three times. So, um, we had some compression during the, um, contractions and pushing. So his heart rate was dropping a little bit. So they had me on oxygen just for him. Um, and all I remember was laying on my side and pushing and holding onto my doula's leg and then holding onto my oxygen mask and, <laughs> and, and pushing. And I remember it being really hard and asking them, where is he? Like, what's taking so long? <laughs> and, um, and then he was born after uh, about an hour of pushing at 6.45 at night on Sunday, um, just about five hours after active labor really kicked in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and how did that feel, having gotten to that point? 
it was it was good and um as soon as he was born I wanted to do it again because it was just you had that oxytocin high yeah I mean even now I'm like it was so worth it and I tell people all the time that my natural birth was amazing and it really didn't hurt that bad and it was like it was hard and it was intense and it it didn't hurt it was just intense very intense but it was worth every second and any if I have a hundred more births they're all going to be natural births because that's just the way to do it no that's your goal yeah and you had and and then you prepared differently and you did things differently you had a different care provider and you know doula and 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 had your determination and didn't have a breech baby. Yes. Yep. And he was he was like two pounds heavier than my daughter was. Um, he was just, <laughs> wow. He was, he was just he was just bigger. Uh-huh. And uh, um, they were all surprised because Korean babies usually are small. Mm. Um, and he so was how like big almost, was he? Almost nine pounds. He uh-huh. was like well, he was like eight ten. Uh, my daughter was was six pounds twelve ounces. Um, and I, I swore I was going to have, like, just a seven-pound baby. But he, he proved me wrong on everything. Everything. <laughs> Is he still he, very, very much his own person proving you wrong? He's, like, the complete opposite of my daughter. It it blows my mind every day. Um, which is great because she 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 made me work a lot when she was a kid. He, this kid, this baby's really easy. Um, he's just, he's such a light in our life. I'm, I mean... I couldn't imagine not having him, either of them, of course, but, like, he just fit into our family so well, um, and my daughter loves him. She's three and a half years older than him, and she's she's such a great big sister. Mm. So, of all, how was your recovery from this one, and how was, were those first few weeks, and both physically and emotionally? Uh Physically, it was a bit tougher. Um, well, not as tough as a C-section, but it, it was a bit tough because um, I did have a second-degree tear. Um, and so the, I did have stitches and it was just, and I felt like I had been kicked down there about a hundred times, uh, <laughs> but I hear that's a lot how uh, birth is. Um, especially, I mean, this is my, this is almost like having my first baby cause you know, I didn't have my daughter vaginally. Right. Um, and so I just, I took a lot of Epsom salt baths and, um, sat on pillows and really tried to relax and not move too much. And there's a uh, two weeks it took me about two weeks to recover um, to a point where I could really move well. Uh, but I was still, I mean, with my daughter moving, took my breath away. Um, with him, it was just, it just hurt and was uncomfortable. But I was still able to move around and do what I needed to do. And um, and even like right after he was born, I was up and able to take a shower right away. And um, just night and day on the recovery. Mm-hmm. And then emotionally, did you find oh. you had any of the uh, the anxiety um, and, and stuff that you had with your daughter? No, no, not nearly as much. Like it was, I had a little bit, I, I'm, I'm prone to anxiety anyway, so I keep an eye on that. I had a little bit, but it was, it was way better this time. And I, and I prepared myself and I actually, um, I did placenta encapsulation this time, um, just as another precaution. And I just... I was just ready to recognize the signs as well. With my daughter, I didn't know what I was feeling isn't really like what a what I should be feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but with my son, I I was ready in case I did feel the same way. Um, but I just 
I don't know. It just helped to have a different birth. My VBAC really made it that I didn't um, get thrown into this spiral. Mm-hmm. And it helped that he slept better, too. <laughs> Sleep makes everything better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what were some of those signs that you were watching out for, looking out for? Um, well, with my daughter, the anxiety was really bad. And I had trouble, like, going downstairs with her or going near ledges or anything, you know. And I always held her tight. And I didn't want anybody else to hold her or anything. Um, and so I just kind of I, – I waited – to see if I could feel those same feelings, if the rapid heartbeat, you know, and waking up in the middle of the night, like I did with my daughter. And I didn't have any of that. Um, and with, and she, and her too, I had a little bit of postpartum depression. I was just, I just had a really hard time, um, emotionally, but with him, I just, I didn't, I don't know. It just, it was different. And I think it helped also. I had my daughter I had to take care of. Um, we, we didn't have any family here. We're all the way in a <laughs> other side of the world. Right. Um, yeah. And do you think also just being a second time mom had a little bit of ease those, those worries? Yeah. That's what my mom said. <laughs> she, <laughs> I said, this is so much easier this time. And she's like, yeah, because you've done it before. And I'm like, that's true. And even now, like a year, he's a, he's 13 months today. Um, oh, hey, happy 13 yeah. months. Thanks. <laughs> it really, it's it still seems easier with him because I don't worry as much. And um, it's, it's still harder with my daughter because every new stage with her is, is a new stage. I've never done it before. Um, and I have to kind of tackle things. Um, just it's, it's harder because I don't know what to do exactly. Right. Uh, but with him, I've done it before and I feel a little more confident and the confidence really helps. Mm, sure. Yes. Yes. So going back to his birth, like what was, what would you say was the hardest thing or what was the most different than what you expected? Um, I always tell people the pushing stage. Uh, I feel kind of bad because as a doula, I mean, I, I had never given birth vaginally as a doula. Um, and I had been telling my clients from my training that, oh, the pushing stage is the easy part because you're finally there and it gives you something to do. And if it's, feel so much better but for me pushing was hard and it hurt and I was and it was just it was much harder than dealing with the contractions and I was like oh I feel bad because I've been telling all these people that it's like the easier part and it was not for me Mm. (laughs) I mean I I mean I did it for an hour not that I I had to ask them because I had no idea no concept of time um it's that labored time warp yes exactly and I I mean I had my eyes closed the whole time because I was just like completely focused on the pushing and I'll and I'm thinking like man why why is it taking so long <laughs> this is hard and it hurt way more than I expected um and I don't know the pushing was hard but I mean I'll, I'll do it again so <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah and it's probably different once you've you know once once a baby's yeah. cleared the path it yeah exactly right yeah it gets a little easier a yeah. yeah 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 exactly yeah. <laughs> Um, how, well, you did tell me how it felt that it was very intense, that it wasn't so much pain, but you felt it intense. And it's, it's just so interesting to me that it is just like you're saying about the pushing. It's everybody's experience is so unique for some people. They love the bath, the tub, and some people hate it. Some people pushing gives them a, you know, they love it. And Mm -hmm. you 
didn't. <laughs> yeah, and maybe my next birth will be. I like the pushing part, and who knows? Who knows? I, <laughs> every birth is different. That's what I tell as a doula all my clients too. I'm like, you can't compare um, your first birth and or to your second, and uh, you can't expect it to be the same. It can be completely different. Um, and I, I think, I mean, my experience, of course, two completely different births. And I'm hoping that the, the third one um, will be even a little bit more different. Who knows? They, I'm sure. They're all yeah. so unique. They are all so, so they unique. And, and But that gives you a good perspective to help your clients of having that variety, for sure. I know. I told my husband that my next birth, I need to have an induction and an epidural just so I know what that's like. Oh, boy. <laughs> Careful <laughs> what not. you wish for. Yeah. I'd rather not. No, um, we're actually, we actually found out a few weeks ago that I'm pregnant with uh, number three. Oh, um, congratulations. Yeah, thank, thank you. So uh, we're, we'll be in, um, back in the States by then. Um, and, with family kind of close by? Um, no. No. Okay. <laughs> the, our oh, family well. lives in Colorado, and we'll be in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I think my in-laws might come down to help with the older kids uh, because we want to have a home birth this time. Ah. Um, yeah, and that, I mean, I probably would have had a home birth with my son if we had been in the states. You can do it here, but I was just a little more nervous about it. Um, but we definitely want to have a home birth this time. Um, which we're actually really excited about, and uh, I don't know. I think I think it'll go good, but I'm not gonna have any expectations of this one coming early or going fast or anything. So, <laughs> so now that you've like told us where you're at with this one in terms of what you're looking forward to yes. and what you're doing, you've got to come back for next summer's summer series with the birth stories okay. and tell us that this new baby's birth story. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That would be lovely. That would be so great. Yeah. Oh. That would be fun. Hopefully it's a good story. <laughs> well, whatever it is, if it's, yeah. you know, hopefully it's your home birth and not the induction with the epidural. I know. <laughs> <laughs> who knows right that, <laughs> who knows? but whatever it is um do come back and share it with us i will it sounds fun awesome chantal before we go is there are there any so what like what are your favorite resources for expectant moms or some parting words you'd like to leave them with um well the book i really like to read was the uh, um guide to childbirth i Ina think May's? It's by, yeah Ina May, yeah that one really helped me with my son. Um, just keep me in a frame of mind of that natural birth is normal and you can do it. And there's different varieties of it, but it's all possible. Um, and I'll probably read that again just to kind of give me that extra boost. Mm-hmm. Ina May's Guide to Childbirth is one of my favorites. And I really yes. like that it has half of it is birth stories and half of it is the physiological aspect of it. So it's yeah. a really nice balance. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And uh, so, yeah, I recommend that to all my friends. And then, um, I don't know, I just, I tell people to just keep it in your mind what you're going to do. So, um, I just know, I just knew I was natural birth. I didn't give myself any other options. I went into the birth. I remember it being intense. I remember saying once, I know why people get epidurals, but <laughs> I, I never asked for it because I just, in for me, it was not an option. And so that's what I tell people is if you want a V back, don't give yourself any other options. 
if you want to have a natural birth, don't give yourself any other options. Know that the options are there, of course, um, but don't, don't, um, I don't know, be, be nervous about the choices that you make. Mm. It, you know, I, I just, I knew I was going to have a V-bag and I knew it was going to be natural and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I made it happen. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I, there's a quote that just came, like, that I love, one of my favorite births quotes, but that just came to me when, while you were talking, like it popped in my head. It's that quote of contractions, the intensity, they can't be stronger than you because you are creating them. Yeah. I love that quote. Mm. And I'm paraphrasing and I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't even know who said it. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) If people know, send me messages, please. (laughs) Google it for me. There you go. But it's true. I mean, I feel when I talk about his birth, I just feel so powerful because I'm like, I just, I did it. And it's, I I know everyone else can too. Like Mm -hmm. it's, even if you, I mean, I know a lot of people don't want to, and that's their choice. But if you want to, then I know you can do it. Well, and that's it. It's a great opportunity to see what your edge is. Yeah. If you if like if you want to go down that path, that it is a great opportunity to do some to to get yourself to your edge during yeah. your lifetime. Yeah, yeah, it was you know. it was it was worth it. And like I said, I'm going to do it again, well, <laughs> and again well, and again. <laughs> well, I wish you the best of births for this upcoming, you know, the birth of this baby, this new baby. Um, and yeah, come back and tell us how it goes. I will next summer. Thank you so much, Chantal. I thank you. Mighty Mamas, I love to hear from you. So share with me your thoughts. And if there's a certain topic you'd like to know more about, let me know. Stay in touch by following Birthful on Facebook or Twitter or subscribe at birthful.com. And if you want to further support the podcast and join my adventure in figuring out how to do things differently, then go to patreon.com slash birthful and check out all of the different pledge and reward levels, including an exclusive monthly Q&A chat and much more. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to another mighty mama about her birth story or stories here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hey, Adriana here. I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous Birthful Library. Happy listening.